to the Board Shorts podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Cook, and I'm here with another easy to digest dose of valuable board and company director related information designed to help you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom. You're listening to episode 62, Positioning for a Board Role. This episode is the answer to the questions How do I know what I have to offer a board? What should I include in my board resume? And what should I keep out? What do boards care about from board candidates? How do I sell myself to boards? And all of these kind of questions. Before I jump into addressing that directly, there's something you need to do first and for anyone who's been listening for any point in time probably knows where this is going and this is what I actually recommend that every board hopeful does at this point once you have the idea that you'd be interested in getting onto a board the first thing you really want to spend some time thinking about is where you want to go knowing as clear as possible What are the kind of organizations or boards that you're interested in being involved in and joining? Before you know how best to position yourself for board roles, you need to know exactly what you're positioning yourself for because not every board is the same. Not every organization is the same. And boards are dynamic. They work in a dynamic environment. And what they need at one point in time is going to be different to what they need at another different point in time. And also, at the end of the day, you cannot be everything to every board. And I don't think you want to as well, because you'll probably end up on the board of an organization that you really don't care for. And that gets really not fun really quickly. So once you have a general sense of where you want to end up, you can start researching, meaningfully researching what those boards value. And what I mean is that what are they looking for in their board members? And if you need some help with setting your board goals or even just getting a sense of direction where you want to head, check out the articles on the Get On Board Australia website. You can search the blog for board goal and that will give you a range of resources there and may also point you to episode 49 of the Board Shorts podcast, which is all about setting and calibrating your board goal. And from that, whichever way you choose to approach setting your board goal or goals or even just a general board direction of course I highly recommend taking a realistic approach to this and that means tilting the odds of landing a board role in your favor by pursuing board opportunities that complement your existing unique value proposition You may have been regularly headhunted in your professional career, but the chances of that happening at the beginning of your board career are very low, low enough to not be depended on to land your first board role. Now, let's jump back to this research you're doing. So you've got an idea of where you're heading and I'm telling you to do some research into 
these organizations, these boards to kind of get a sense of what they're looking for. And you can really start this by seeking out board vacancy advertisements for the boards that match your interest criteria. Close to be specific or just close to get a general sense. You don't have to go to the actual organizations you might have your eye set on, but something around that that could act as a proxy for it is a great place to start. You can start by reviewing the biographies and the profiles of the existing board members on those boards, and that's going to give you some more insights beyond those advertisements that you might find. And LinkedIn is becoming a great environment for board vacancy advertisements. You could also go as far as to talk to these or similar board members and that can help shed some further light on the attributes that make a great board member in the context that you're interested in. As you undertake this research, you're going to get two things that are going to become really clear to you. The first is you'll get a good understanding of the common or the universal attributes desired from all board candidates. And these could be, for example, an understanding of governance or you know how to build effective relationships. These are the kind of non-board or organisation specific attributes that a board could realistically expect and desire from all of the board members. The other thing you're going to see is the specific expertise, experience, skills, knowledge and other attributes desired from board candidates at a particular time and probably on a specific board as well. So these could be public sector expertise or investment management expertise. They're really highly variable depending on the organization itself and the composition of the existing board and also what the organization is trying to achieve in the short to medium term. What I'm noticing though, it's worth keeping in mind is that the best boards want board candidates with a mix of hard and soft skills. And I'll link to an article that sheds some more light on that because it's kind of out of the scope of this conversation today. But once you have this information, take it and do this with it. There are two things I'm going to share. The first thing you want to do is from those list of attributes for the ones that you have said, yep, I can tick that box. I have that trait. I have that attribute. You want to ensure that this is the information that's included in your board resume. And also you may want to consider including it in other personal brand environments like your LinkedIn, your personal website or anything else like that. Ensure that you have demonstrable examples of that attribute in action. So what is the proof that you can point to that allows you to say, yes, I am someone who can build effective relationships because here's an example of how I've done that. And this is the benefit that was derived for the organization that I did it for. <laughs> Include the name of someone who can appropriately vouch 
for each of your claims, not in your resume or not on your LinkedIn. I want you to make sure you have a record somewhere, either in a spreadsheet or a base board resume, which is something I recommend you having so you can include every single piece of information and experience and demonstrated uh, outcomes from the work that you do. But it's not something that you send around. It's just a repository for all of this information so you don't have to retain it in your brain. Next to each of those, you may want to think of a referee who can vouch for those certain things because you may be asked during the recruitment process for referees and you want to make sure you're giving them the right people who can vouch for the things that they're looking to double check on. So that's the first thing. Ensure you've got that information noted down either in a spreadsheet or your baseboard resume and take out those highlights that you've noticed. What are those things that the boards I want to get on are looking for and have that in your board resume or have it in your LinkedIn or on your personal website if you have one. The second thing is for the attributes that you've seen and you're like, yeah, not quite sure. I've got that. Not quite sure it's at the level that it needs to be for this board. I'm just a little light in that area. I don't feel confident saying that this is a key skill or a key attribute or something I have a lot of expertise in. You now have a ready-made development plan for the next 12 months or so. And if you're working uh, and you have a manager, you can enlist the help of that person to acquire and build those skills and attributes that you have identified as necessary for where you want to go and the types of goals you want to achieve. Hopefully it aligns well with the workplace that you're in. If not, maybe you want to lower that bar uh, of those boards that you're aiming for or look for a group or similar um, collection of people where you can build those specific attributes uh, away from the workplace if that's not a place where it makes sense for you to build those attributes. So have your development plan written out. You now know what to do, which is so good because it's really hard, especially at the beginning of the year, to identify exactly what it is I want to learn and grow and develop in for the year to come. So that's a really great way to get that list for you. So it is that simple to begin to understand the answers to those questions. How do I know what I have to offer the board? What should I put in my board resume and what should I keep out? What do boards care about from board candidates and how do I sell myself to boards? So that process will help you to really unearth that answer, the answer to each of those questions. Now let's put this into practice. Let's say that you've gone through that, you found an advertisement for a board role and this advertisement, this board really suits you to a T. What do you do then? Well, you obviously want to demonstrate that you have what they're looking for. Particularly around the expertise. A lot of boards are being skills-based boards, so they're looking for a specific expertise. And this is usually the easiest one because it's going to most closely align to what you've been doing for a day job in most cases. And you really want some clear examples from your professional job that demonstrates how and why you're an expert in this particular area. 
and your manager can help you to understand what it is that you do, what you've achieved and how that's helped the organization achieve its higher level goals. And you really want that information because that's hugely valuable for your board resume. And I'll talk about board resume a lot specifically for this conversation. It's not the be all and end all because this work that you do here is going to be able to help you talk about yourself when you're having a conversation with someone else about your board ambitions and what you have to offer a board. You're not just out there saying, I want to join a board just to be on a board so I can tell people I'm on a board. It's actually creating a compelling uh, message as to why you want to get on a board. And your board resume is not uh, the one thing that's going to get you into the boardroom, but it is the tool that everyone uses to get that foot in the door. It gives you uh, an opportunity to really share that highlight reel that's meaningful and directly related to what those boards are looking for in a concise document. So it's not everything, but it's it's a good place to start uh, building this uh, position of yourself for these boards. So you've gone through, you know, your expertise, you've got some good examples from your professional job. Then you want to work through each of the attributes the board is seeking uh, beyond that expertise and providing examples either through your resume where that would make sense to include it, or if it doesn't make sense to have it on your resume, at least having the example uh, written down or in your mind that you can reference uh, during the interview process. And also your cover letter may be an appropriate location for you to talk about that particular attribute as well. I'll let you use your professional judgment there. As I mentioned earlier, a lot more boards are seeking these soft skills as much as they are around this hard expertise. So I really encourage you to not skip over those things, thinking that they're not important. Um, they are hugely important, specifically in the boardroom. And I wouldn't want you to miss an opportunity by focusing too much on the hard expertise uh, and not highlighting enough of the soft skills. So pick the highlight reel that resembles as closely as humanly possible what is being asked for in the advertisement or candidate information pack. And I will emphasize that because I'm always surprised at how many people don't actually do that in their resume and in their cover letter. So please make sure you address the information requested. What you don't want to do in your CV, in your board resume, is include a laundry list of tasks that your professional role is assigned or responsible for at your workplace. It will not help you to include things like manage a budget of $50,000, led a team of 12, maintained the website, ensured our policies were updated, Unless, of course, that's what the advertisement is asking for, but I highly doubt any board would care for that vague information that tells you nothing. Those examples carry no substance and don't actually say anything about whether you managed, led or insured well or what the positive outcomes were from your management and leadership. There's no substance behind those things. 
just tells me what you did. You could have poorly managed that budget. I don't know. And if you don't tell me clearly in your resume, I'm either not going to fill that information gap at all and just go, well, that's meaningless. They haven't even tried. Or I'm going to create a different story that's probably not true and it's probably not going to be positive. (laughs) So make it clear, make it relevant. So let's say that the board wants a candidate who is a clear communicator and experienced facilitator. This is an example of a common or universal board member attribute that most boards would want. I would encourage demonstrating this attribute through elaborating on your experience around it, not just listing out facilitated workshops in your list of tasks associated with your professional or other type of role. So an example you may want to work in is I regularly deliver bespoke workshops and education to boards and directors, public, private and not-for-profit across Australia, building their understanding of governance requirements and how to be an effective and efficient board. I also regularly speak to members of various institutions about becoming a board member and successfully reporting to boards. So that is far more compelling than just facilitated workshops, which is also true. And I also could have done that, but it really doesn't tell a compelling story and it doesn't actually give the evidence as to why I can say, yes, I'm a clear communicator and yes, I'm an experienced facilitator because I have done this, this and this, and this is what I do. And here's an example of that. So that is how you can start to actively position yourself for the board role or board roles that you desire. The process I've run through will help you to know what you have to offer a board, what you should include in your board resume, what boards care about from board candidates and how you can effectively sell yourself to boards. I invite you to give this process a try particularly if you are in the position where you want to get on a board but aren't quite sure what the next steps are. I've included a few links in the show notes that will help you to set a board goal, identify your unique value proposition and understand a little more about what boards are looking for from candidates in a general sense. If you haven't already, I invite you to subscribe, rate and review the Board Shorts podcast on your favourite podcast app. And please feel free to share that you're listening and what your takeaways are from this episode on social media using the hashtag Board Shorts podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you in the next episode. Board Shorts podcast is powered by Get On Board Australia destination for aspiring and new board members, helping you to get on board and thrive in the boardroom.